The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. On today's revolution with Jim and Trav, Americans are at odds and divided while the Second Amendment is facing serious scrutiny and gasping for air. So stand your ground. Gun safety in schools, gun control, swapping guns for Dells, the Gun Geo Marker app, and much more is headlining today's broadcast. And it's presented to you by Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com. Now, give it up for Jim and Trav. So is the answer to gun violence to deprive the innocent of guns? That's the uh, goal. That's the goal by federal officials. But in the long, in the grand scheme of things, no. Well, because what's going to happen? You're only going to take firearms away from the lawful gun owners. Do you really think that these uh, car thieves, these gangbangers, all these people are going to turn in their firearms? Like um, if Obama says, all right, starting tomorrow, 8 a.m., everybody hand in their firearms. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, the good citizens of America are going to do that, it is not going to be the bad people. I mean, it's an insidious, irrelevant argument that betrays a profound ignorance of the truth about guns and lawful gun ownership. It's absolutely stupid. The truth be told, armed Americans are not a threat to society. They are actually our country's front line against crime. Look at 2003 law-abiding Americans. Actually, this is amazing. Shot and killed 2.5 times as many criminals as police with less collateral damage. <laughs> what does that say? We now, got not, terrible shots for police officers. Now, I'm not tearing down our police force because I think they're doing absolutely wonderful things but I think with it, the limited amount of funds that they have. But I also think it says that you can't rely on the police for everything. If you want, I mean, you have to take care of yourself. I mean, that, that's kind of a, yeah, you call the police, but as a last resort, you protect yourself first. You know, you can't wait for yeah, somebody well, I, to come I, to your rescue. I have to tell you this. I have a concealed carry. Yeah, you do. Whenever I go anywhere... I take a couple of handguns with me. Now, people, when they're out there, they don't even know I have that handgun. I'm not out there looking for trouble. You know what I'm looking for? I'm looking for opportunities if I have to to protect my family and my property. That's all I'm looking for. Well, it's a constitutional right. It's not a badge of honor. You're not wearing it like you're some macho wannabe cop. That, That is not the point for you to wear. Like you said, it's if that occasion does arise... Hopefully, you can eliminate that threat. But, you know, one thing you brought up, Jimmy, right before the beginning of the show, which I think we want to say is the end goal here, guys, is not to just take away assault rifles. The end goal is to abolish all firearms where it's going to make it impossible to hunt. You know, this is an outdoor show. They're not going to stop after they take away our semi-automatic rifles. They're not just after your Glock. They're not just no. after your AR. Yeah, it's it's more than that. It, They're after your shotgun. They're after your rifle. Even though Joe Biden really spiked sales and shotguns. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's really funny, but in World War II, the reason why uh, the countries wouldn't attack the United States, and I'm talking about the lower 48, they did do, you know, the Japanese did do something up in the Aleutian Islands, but who the heck goes up there anyhow? Right. But bottom line is. Thanks for the people they, that live there. Yeah. <laughs> They, we do have several stations. In yes, Alaska. we do. Thank you. We love you guys out there. Yeah, grab your guns. No, the the fact of the matter is, they wouldn't attack the mainland 
because there was a gun behind every bush, and that's yeah. what they were afraid of. Now, the thing is, you start confiscating our guns, what is going to happen? Anybody can come in here because our army has been so deleted and depleted that they're not going to be able to defend the homeland, and anybody can come in. We need our walking army that we have right now with all of the guns and ammunition that are stored all over the country by private citizens, that militia that it's talked about in the Second Amendment, that's what we are. Even though we haven't signed a paper, when you're a citizen of the United States, you have taken on that responsibility to defend the Constitution and defend the homeland. Absolutely. Thank you. Why aren't eagles streaming right now? Yes. <laughs> you know, l- let's talk about, um, you know, one thing I think <clears throat> this is great. What uh, is it? Missouri. Missouri is doing this. Going to start teaching first graders the Eddie Eagle program for NRA. Now, one gun thing. Gun safety. I, yeah. yeah. Gun safety. I want to point out that Eddie Eagle is not a proponent of firearms. They're just teaching you. They're, they're not like encouraging kids that firearms are good. It's a very non-biased program. It's, it's strictly a gun safety program. It teaches kids. Four if, steps. Yeah, four steps. If you see a gun, stop, don't touch it, you leave the area, and then you need to tell an adult. Kids who are around guns, proven, kids who are around guns, they grow up with guns, they get it, they understand. You don't mess with firearms. No. They understand the danger of it. Kids who aren't, are more likely to pick it up and mess with it, you know. So I think it's a great thing to even have in more urban areas where you have, um, where you always see stories about kids finding guns in the alleys and trash cans and things like that. It's a great thing to have that way. Kids know um, what they need to do should they come across a gun. Why would a kid be in a trash can? That's what I want to know, <laughs> well, dude. When I remember dumpster diving <laughs> one time, I, hey, don't make fun of that. I was like eight years old and I was dumpster diving behind a fire station. I found a twenty dollar bill. <laughs> That was like the best day of my life. You're like rich. (laughs) I'm like MacGyver in a trashy way. No, dumpster diving is cool. Don't knock it until you tried it. Okay, now we're we're talking about the first graders and the Eddie Eagle program. Yeah, it's a cool program. How about this deal that happened not too long ago? Oh, the Pop-Tart? Yeah, the Pop-Tart. And and, uh, and he took a few bites that looked like a gun. Now, I would be really concerned, okay, if a guy had a gun and made it look like a Pop-Tart. Now, that is something to worry about. <laughs> he disguised you it with sprinkles. It. <laughs> it was cherry-filled. <laughs> well, so... In, That'd be amazing. In Texas, there's a lawmaker who um, has decided to take on schools and school officials who punish kids with a zero-tolerance policy. And so he has introduced um, H.R. 2625, the Student Protection Act. Mm-hmm. And because... Oftentimes, these zero-tolerance policies um, are abused by school officials to punish kids for innocent play. And you know, Is that Steve Stockman? Yes, it is Steve, Steve Stockman. Stockman. Yeah. They actually offered counseling later to students who thought they might be troubled by the incident. It was a Pop-Tart. I'm impressed yeah. that the kid was able to do that. I mean, you know? No, that shows talent. No, I'm telling you. No, real talent is to make a gun look like a Pop-Tart. Yes, once again. <laughs> That is real talent. Well, you know, if you could do that, email us, radio at underchillsnetwork.com. <laughs> Showcase your skills. In recent days, kids have been d- being disciplined for like things like pointing a pencil like it might be a firearm, uh, having a bubble gun. I, my, my kids have a bubble gun. They shoot bubbles. Oh, yeah, it runs <laughs> off two AA batteries. Yeah. They, they boast that it shoots like 150 bubbles per minute. BS. Seriously. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That, it doesn't uh, do that, by that's the way. Like a howitzer. They've been <laughs> in trouble for Nerf guns, um, empty cap guns, Legos formed like what could look like the shape of the gun. It's getting kind of ridiculous. It's kind of an overreaction to it. Well, I think. you know, the two extremes. I have a sister that's totally against guns, and her kids wanted to play with guns. And the youngest kid said, Can't I just even look at them? 
You know, yeah. there's something wrong where you can't even just look at a gun. What are you going to do when you go to a museum? You're demonizing have, yeah, the you, firearm. Yeah, well, you have uh, all kinds of antique weapons at museums and so forth. What are you going to do? You know, put blinders on the kid and, and make sure that he doesn't see those? I mean, it's part of our culture. Especially when teaching our kids that. I mean, it's so important that our kids know that, yeah, yeah, you can look at a gun. And if you explain it to them and you show them how it works and they understand that they're dangerous and they understand not to point at anybody and, and they know what it's about, then kids are less likely to pick one up themselves. You don't show your friends. No. You don't play with it. You don't do anything. You know, yeah. but the thing is, they're going to come after our guns. Then we're not going to be able to hunt. And then, you know, what's going to go from there? They're going to start knives, bows, a bat over a certain length. <laughs> you know, I mean, shovels. You can't have a shovel um, because you can actually kill somebody with that and then bury them with it. <laughs> it's a multi-purpose tool. But anyways, all right, we are talking about uh, Second Amendment issues on today's show, especially how it pertains uh, to hunting. Yeah, that's right. Terrible thing. Uh, being joined by Mrs. Bonnie. Hey-o. Hey-o. We're also going to have on David Kodria after the break. Uh, he's an examiner, gun rights examiner for TheExaminer.com. Also, he's an editor for Guns Magazine and a blogger for The War on Guns. But once again, we are talking about the Second Amendment on today's show. Coming up after the break, once again, David Kodria. And we are proudly brought to you by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com. And High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com and Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. Make sure you listen to our podcast there. And uh, Zeiss is Zeiss.com forward slash sports and Cabela's. World's foremost outfitter at Cabela's.com. Once again, coming up after the break. Hey, we got David Cordrea talking about gun rights. Mrs. Bunny should be on after him. Stick around. Oh, here's a word from Mark, though. We'll see you after the break. Outdoor Channel's Gun Facts. Gun crime has plunged, but Americans think it's up. National rates of gun homicide and other violent gun crimes are strikingly lower now than during their peak in the mid-1990s, paralleling a general decline in violent crime. Compared with 1993, the peak of U.S. gun homicides, the firearm homicide rate was 49% lower in 2010, and there were fewer deaths, even though the nation's population grew. The victimization rate for other violent crimes with a firearm assaults, robberies, and sex crimes was 75% lower in 2011 than in 1993. So the boys are just getting underway with their gun debate, and you shouldn't go anywhere. Except, of course, our website at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Thanks. For 20 years, Outdoor Channel brings you television you don't just watch, but brings you closer with information you can use. With expert talent you can't find anywhere else. Jim Shockey, Ted Nugent, Lee and Tiffany, Michael Waddell, and more. And now we've got more of what you love with new original series that go outside to get to the heart of what is inside. Outdoor Channel, true to the core. Get it today. Call 855-44-OUTDOOR. To take it all head on, channel the universe, steer the satellites, Defy the elements. Roar past convention. Shift every course. Rewrite the roadmaps. Push beyond the possible. And bring the world to its knees. It takes the new 2013 Ram 1500. Engineered to move heaven and earth. The road doesn't end here. This is only the beginning. Guts. 
glory. Ram. Ram's a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. Do you recognize this? This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Are there any questions before we begin? Here are the boys. Woohoo! We are back talking about the Second Amendment on today's show. All sorts of issues pertaining to uh, guns. Yeah, Miss Bunny was just on, and she was talking about uh, the Eddie Eagle program, yeah, which is great all over the country, but particularly also that, in uh, Missouri, they're yeah, setting it up. That first grader pop tart gun law. That's yeah, crazy. Once again, like Jim said, if you can make a gun look like a pop tart, <laughs> you've got something. You've got it made. Anyways, right now we're being joined by David Codria. 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 I, we always say his name wrong. Anyways. He is a gun rights examiner for the examiner, also a field editor for Guns Magazine, and he has a great blog, uh, The War on Guns. Mr. David, how's it going, buddy? Hey, nice to be back on the program, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks so much for coming on, buddy. Now, let's talk about stand your ground for a second. I'm kind of a sissy. I run away all the time, especially from my wife. If you run away today, you can run away every day. All right, so I thought that we had a duty to retreat. It depends on, on what state you're living in, because some states have what are called castle doctrine and stand-your-ground laws. Okay. Uh, castle doctrine is if in, if you're in your home or your property or something like that, and stand-your-ground is if you are in public and you do not have a duty to retreat if you have a right to be there and if you're not starting things, because it can be dangerous yeah. if you turn around and run. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and do you really want to have to be second-guessed on a decision to defend yourself and to defend your loved ones, you know, if you turn around and turn your back, it doesn't take very long. People who go through training go through this deal called a Tweller drill, yeah. where they can show you that, like, in a second and a half, somebody can cross 21 feet and stick a knife into you. Holy and cow. I mean, that, that, that's just the blink of an eye. So if you're in a situation where you are being confronted by an aggressor, a lot of different things are going to happen, including it's probably going to be pretty surreal because it's outside the realm of most of our experience. We're going to get the adrenaline flow once we realize that we are, in fact, in danger and that we can't get out of it. And yes, I agree that what you want to do if you can get out of it, and I think that everybody's sensible uh, pretty much you know, uh, feels the same way unless they, they like to start fights and get into trouble. But most of us are going to try to extricate ourselves from a bad situation. Hopefully, most of us are going to be aware when we're out in public, and we're going to pick up the signals to be able to avoid bad situations. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. the thing is, with uh, with Zimmerman, you know, if you're standing your ground, he was laying his ground. There was no escape. Yes. He was on the bottom. According to all the testimony that I heard, he was as far as he could go to get away from this situation. And so what do you have to do then? You have to use some type of force. Yeah, he, he was having his head beat in. But, of course, there have been so many media lies about all this, and that's because there is an industry in this country politically, and uh, there, there, there are people who depend for their livelihoods and profit off of being able to stir up divisions between Americans, being able to exploit uh, racialism. Yeah. Well, you know, I think... For his mom and dad, everybody can sit here and say, yeah, they have every right to be upset. I mean, they've been torn apart. Their, their world has ended when their son was taken away. And everyone can also sit here and say, David, that there was ignorance on both ends. Both parties were guilty. You know, if you were in that situation, well, first of all, you never would have put yourself in that situation, you know. 
Um, would have you done the same thing? Most likely not. You know, I think there is a difference between um, getting your, your butt kicked and then, you know, thinking someone's going to deliver that fatal blow. But the thing is, I guess there's a different line in everyone's life on whether or not you, you feel as though your life is in danger. And it, and it's kind of a precarious situation to be in when your life is hanging in the balance of a jury to decide that. And obviously they came up with the right decision. But, I mean, you really kind of we're towing a line, a fine line here. And the media is really blurring these lines. And, and and I think you're right. You know, it, I I look at the situation and having the benefit of hindsight and being comfortable in you know my own surroundings and being able to look at this in retrospect, I can say yes. I you know my judgment would have been that I would not have left my car and I would not have been in that situation. Yeah. And then I think I think back to when I was 17 years old and kind of a swaggery little punk <laughs> who thought I was tough and cool. Yeah. And if I if I saw some guy following me, I'd have probably been up in his face myself back then. Exactly. You know, when you're 17 or 18, that, you know, I like to tell people back when I was young and immortal, you know, <laughs> and, and had, you know, had no fears and thought that I could get away with anything. And, and, you know, all the poor rash judgment of youth, the pride and everything else that goes along with it. And I can put myself in Trayvon Martin's shoes as well. Yes. And the, the the point is not to be here now and to be second guessing the decision of a jury no. that went through a lot of evidence that that you and I are not privy to because we did not sit through the entire thing and we did not examine and see everything. That decision has been made. I think it's incumbent right now on all Americans of goodwill to understand that there are lessons that we can all take away from this. But the lesson does not include infringing on the right of all of us to defend our lives if uh, our judgment tells us that it's necessary and if then through the legal process it is determined that in fact that was the correct or appropriate decision. You know, it doesn't take much. You can kill a man with your fist, particularly if you're young, if you're strong, if you've got some MMA training, as, as it turns out that was some indicators. Yeah, I remember being in a cowboy bar many years ago, and this guy looked like he'd been, uh, you know, stacking haystacks all day on the back of pickups. <laughs> and there was a punching bag there, and he did this roundhouse punch on this thing, almost knocked it off its hinges, and his fist came around on, on the round swing and grazed my shoulder and almost knocked me off my feet. <laughs> and, 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 and you know what I said to this guy? <laughs> what? I said, Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to sit in your way. Actually, it was. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, sir. Hey, we're talking with David Codrea, and this guy knows a heck of a lot about Second Amendment, stand your ground, and so forth. We're going to take a break and come right back and find out whether or not a jury of your peers is enough, or do we have to fight the government as well? That's right. Stick around. Coming up next, David Codrea. He's a gun rights examiner. For the Examiner, also field editor for Guns Magazine. We'll be back right after this. 
Outdoor Channel's Gun Facts. Numbers never lie. According to a Bureau of Justice Statistics Review, homicides that claimed at least three lives accounted for less than 1% of all homicide deaths from 1980 to 2008. And a Congressional Research Service report using a definition of four deaths or more counted 547 deaths from mass shootings in the U.S. from 1983 to 2012. Well, Jim and Trav will return after this brief word from our sponsors. Tuesday nights on Outdoor Channel is your home for the best big game hunting. From every type of trophy big game, I want to retrieve the beast for you in daylight. To the thrill of reality competition. We're just a little competitive around that turkey camp. I don't see us losing the little brother anyway, to be honest with you. There's only one place for heart-pounding excitement on Tuesdays. Tuesday Night Pursuits, presented by Mossy Oak, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Only on Outdoor Channel. True to the core. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their mini stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. The Ruger American Rifle is a 100% American-made firearm that offers outstanding performance at a great price. Available in standard size and compact models, it features power bedding integral bedding blocks, a Ruger Marksman adjustable trigger, a flush-fit four-round rotary magazine, and a three-lug bolt with 70-degree throw. Compact models feature a shorter length of pull and a shorter barrel for a reduction in overall length of more than five inches. The Ruger American Rifle. Another rugged, reliable firearm from Ruger. What to do with a freezer full of wild game? Try High Mountain Seasoning specially blended flavors for all your cooking needs. Check them out at www.himtnjerky.com. Just sit and listen. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. It just rocks your world. All right, we are back. Once again, we are talking about Second Amendment issues on today's show. Before the break, Mr. David Kodria, and he is a gun rights examiner for The Examiner and once again, a field editor for Guns Magazine. Now, David, if we want to find you online, buddy, or email you, just contact you, buddy, where do we have to head to do that? Two places, really. The first is just my name, davidkodria.com, D-A-V-I-D-C-O-D-R-E-A.com. And what that'll do is that will automatically redirect you to the gun rights examiner column because they got kind of a long, convoluted URL. The other one is my blog, which is waronguns.com, waronguns.com, and that'll take you to my daily blog where I basically aggregate some headlines and, and make some snarky comments and uh, generally, <laughs> Imagine generally do my best to get under people's skin and irritate them if they're not thinking properly. Yeah. Now, you know, David, I mean, we're big outdoorsmen. Jim and I, we like to hunt and fish, and that's the true purpose of why we own firearms. And in the end, um, self-defense is just another um, element way of, down the list though of owning a firearm that's not the reason i purchase firearms but you know jim has his concealed carry license i'm gonna get mine my wife has hers but where do you think this is heading see i mean my whole problem is that snowball effect once again like we said earlier is that yeah they're gonna try to take away the ar platform and then the the high magazine um capacities Capacity. it's not gonna stop there then it's going to be shotguns. Then it's going to be, you know, I mean, it's just one thing after another. And this is what truly concerns me. You know, I mean, not like this is going to curtail any murders or rapes or anything like this. But this is alarming to me that people aren't recognizing this, David. 
Yeah, and uh, if you bring up the slippery slope, the anti-gunners will use that as a point of ridicule. Yeah. But what they're really doing is they are masking the fact that this is what their own leadership was saying was the ultimate agenda, and they're very patient, and they have a long-term agenda. And they will use things like divide and conquer. You know, you mentioned hunting and outdoor activity. That's something that I don't engage in. But I have to value it, and I have to defend it, yeah. even though it's not something that is an important part of my life, because I realize that if you let this front fall, then they're going to be focusing and marshalling their resources on another front. And they try to do this stand and conquer, and, and every once in a while, you'll see some sportsman you know, come out and say, well, you know, I don't need this to hunt a deer with. And I go, well, you know what? The Second Amendment is not about deer hunting. I'm sorry. But some of us have our have our firearms because we understand that there is an underlying freedom issue related to it. And here's the problem with the compromising, because you're absolutely right. They start here, and you don't necessarily see that if you connect the dots, they're going to keep on pressing. In what instance does it ever make sense to allow the enemy, and that's what we're talking about here, let's be, let's be candid about that, <laughs> people, who, people who want you to be disarmed are not your friends, okay? And when does it make sense? you got hyenas circling you. Mm-hmm. Who thinks it's a good idea to throw them a scrap of meat and think, oh, that'll make them go away? <laughs> Exactly. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> you know, uh, in this uh, stand your ground situation down in Florida, now we've got the government coming in on the civil rights. Is this a backdoor approach to put more pressure on gun owners to either give up their guns or not carry them at all because they're uh, not only uh, fearful of what they might do like Zimmerman did, but also the repercussions that you would get. You know, old uh, Obama said uh, in that beer summit that the uh, police department acted stupidly. He said very much the same thing uh, with uh, Zimmerman. Uh, He's injecting himself into these situations, which is causing us then to second-guess ourselves, should I carry my uh, gun in a shoulder holster when I go somewhere? Uh, And and that is is exactly right. And again, it is more divide and conquer because this is aimed at a specific demographic within the population. So saying that if you defend yourself, and you defend yourself against a person who happens to be a minority, at this point, you're not only facing criminal prosecution, you're facing civil rights actions. And it's just you and your life is destroyed, and you're absolutely right. They, they are using this to intimidate, and of course, it should be no surprise to people who have been watching it. And one of the things is everybody was saying, you know, in the first term, well, Obama hasn't done a thing to attack your rights. And, and wow. you know, people like me are going, well... That's because he wants his second term to happen. Once that happens, Katie bar the door, and that's exactly what we saw. Yeah. Where do you see us in the next uh, one to three years? Uh, What's going to be our next big battle? This is going to escalate every single day. Well, I am afraid that the next big battle is going to be after the next mass shooting. I think everyone in, you know, was ginning up after Newtown, and they were disappointed that they couldn't put things over the top after that. But until we end this insane gun-free zone restrictions that we have that basically guarantee a wolf plenty of sheep to slaughter with impunity until such time as his appetite is sated or he you know, gets a bullet in his head, that's all that stops these people. And that is what we need to be focused on rather than saying, well, we can compromise on 
background checks or we can compromise on this or that or magazine capacity limits. We have to be firm and we have to say, no, it's no more of these insane gun-free zones and we are not going to be scapegoated for the actions of the irresponsible and the criminal and and the nuts. Hey, we've been talking with David Codria, and this guy knows a heck of a lot about the Second Amendment, and uh, you heard it first from him on what's going to happen next, so be aware. That's right. Once again, he is a gun rights examiner for The Examiner, also field editor for Guns Magazine. Got to check out his blog, The War on Guns. Uh, David, anything else you want to add to that, buddy? Uh, no, it's been, you know, as always, guys, it, it's a lot of fun having a conversation with you which is what these things ought to be. Uh, so just uh, thanks again for the opportunity, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you again. I keep thinking we, we say your name, your last name wrong all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> well, you, 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 you do, but you know what? I've been getting that all my life. And, you know, and, and what am I going to do? You know? <laughs> at, at least we're like, cognizant of it. Yeah. Well, you we know sh- what? If that's the biggest cross I have to bear in life, I'm doing pretty good, aren't I? <laughs> I'm just kind of filling in the blanks there. Anyway, stick around. Coming up the he does after- have a little drool going out of one side of his mouth. <laughs> Coming up after the break, we're going to uh, hear from Mrs. Bunny about the Geo Gun Marker app. It's absolutely terrible. Anyways, uh, we are proudly brought to you by Outdoor Channel. Make sure you hop on, check them out. Outdoorchannel.com forward slash revolution. Also, Ram Trucks, ramtrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger. Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings at HIMTNJerky.com. Once again, we've been talking with Mr. David Kadria, and he is a gun rights examiner for The Examiner. Mr. David, man, thanks so much, buddy. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, here's a word from Mark. We'll see you after the break. Outdoor Channel's Gun Facts. Recycling can be fun. Forget the government buyback programs that destroy guns after collecting them. The Armed Citizen Project is a private program that gives the guns to single mothers and the urban poor, and the group accepts both monetary and firearm donations. Donated guns are provided with training after background checks are performed. To learn more about this cause, you can find them at armedcitizenproject.org. And don't forget to hit us up on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash underscore OTN and we'll see you after the break. Outdoor Channel, the leader in outdoor television for 20 years, has talent you can't see anywhere else. Follow experts like Jim Shockey, Ted Nugent, Michael Waddell, Lee and Tiffany, and more as they take you inside the lifestyle, around the world, and into the tree stands. We're celebrating 20 years of raw television, rugged adventure, and heritage. And it's only on Outdoor Channel, true to the core. Get it today. Call 855-44-OUTDOOR. Introducing Terra, a new line of premium optics that combines the benefits of legendary German design and engineering with the performance features you've come to expect from Zeiss, all at an incredible value. Find out more at Zeiss.com forward slash sports. When I'm backpacking in the mountains, I like to travel light. That's why I carry Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet outdoor meals. These freeze-dried meals cook right in the pouch. Just add water. With menu choices like cheesy lasagna, teriyaki chicken with rice, and more, these meals taste great. And with a shelf life of seven years, they're also perfect as an emergency food supply at home. Look for Camp Chef's ready-made gourmet meals at a sporting goods store near you or at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the Revolution with Jim and Trav. Awesome. Here are the boys. Woohoo, we are back. Before the break, David Kodria talking about stand your ground, a whole bunch of stuff. 
very smart man. He said a lot of things that I did not understand. Yeah. I just pretended to. But the part that you did understand is people are trying to take away our guns. That is true. For the ladies out there, um, there is a company called Concealed Carry, but carry like the name, C-A-R-R-I-E. Really? It's making purses and handbags, and they're a bit expensive, but they are custom-made for concealed carry purposes. So Seriously? Uh, yeah, concealedcarry.com. Check it out. That's cool. But hey, do you guys remember that, uh, get a Dale dude guy? Remember that? They canned him because he was uh, smoking weed or something <laughs> like that. But anyways, that. Dale, now if you trade in a firearm, they have exchanged your gun for a laptop. You can trade in your old unwanted uh, rickety firearms and they will give you a laptop <laughs> of your choosing. It's kind Who of, came up with this crazy idea? It's kind of the first of its kind. Of, they've had like, you know, just gun drives where you go and you throw your gun in the bucket, you turn it in, they then destroy they it. they run over it. Or it's like guns for cash or whatever and you turn it in. This is kind of like the first one. It's kind of, they're trying to give people more incentive. And the first one of its kind that of, happened in Baltimore and um, residents were offered free Dell laptops in exchange for their firearms. So it's like a twist on the more common cash for guns exchanges that were really popular in Maryland across um, or in recent years, but this is in Baltimore. So there was a lady who um, was preparing to open a bakery. Didn't have the funds to set it up. She didn't have the funds to buy a computer and to get her cash register and all that stuff going, which you need to have. And so she heard about this and she thought, well, I've got a 22 caliber pistol. Um, I'll go turn it in. She turned in her gun and got a brand new computer. Well, I guess the ends justified the means, but like, what are you going to do when your business is successful and then you might actually need that pistol later on to protect yourself. You're going to throw yeah, a actually, cupcake on, at him. On opening day, uh, the uh, bakery opened up and she was robbed. Oh, stop. <laughs> I know she and wasn't. They, and she threw the laptop at him. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's amazing. You she rubbed in, frosting you, in their eyes. Yeah, you get, a, you get a, a, a laptop for a gun? I mean, really? Yeah, and here they say that what they accepted more than 50 guns. Yeah. 50 guns. That is absolutely insane. All which are going to be destroyed. Now, who actually put this on? Oh, the event was organized by local nonprofit Digit All Systems in the Mayor's Office of Criminal Justice. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Boy, there is they, no they got justice. together on this one. Hey, this is, uh, this yeah. is really using the oh, old I like this. Uh, I didn't want to feel guilty if someone happened to break into my house, said a Bon, a 50-year-old man, a military veteran, and retired corrections officer who lives in the northeast Baltimore neighborhood of... Overly, uh, if they stole a weapon, I didn't want them uh, to steal that one. He actually, Why didn't you just point he, that weapon at the people that might be stealing? He turned in an AP-15 assault rifle. I mean, that, that's a cool gun. I, I would want to keep it. You know, if you're stupid enough, I guess, to trade in a firearm for a piece of um, electronics that's going to be outdated in six months, uh, that's your choosing. But this really ticks me off. The Gun Geo Marker app. Now, I now will, this is really something. I will gladly tell Do you anybody. people know about this. I have lots of guns. Uh-huh. Jimmy has he has like a billion guns. He has a house <laughs> just for his guns. <laughs> I bought Cabela's just so I have places to store my guns. This is crazy. So um, there's a new Android app. I, I don't even know what an Android is. It's a kind um, of phone where it exposes home addresses of gun owners. So basically, if you feel that. You can deem someone potentially unsafe, like you're walking by and this guy's swatting flies aggressively. And in the background, you see a picture that says Ruger. You assume that he has um, anger issues and he owns a Ruger. You can enter into this app his home address so everybody knows that this man has a firearm or woman, correct? Correct, yeah. 
this app, the gun geomarker app, they invite users to mark the homes and businesses of quote unquote suspected unsafe gun over owners to help others in the area learn about their geography of risk from gun accidents or violence. I mean, this is kind of ludicrous. Um, the app itself is built as a tool to collect information. Um, but in the wake of all this has gotten a lot of bad reviews from people. A lot of bad reviews from people. And well, did they get a prize for the most turned in or and what? Rightfully so. Well, oh my gosh. Can you imagine? I mean, like you can just, you can mark anybody. And this kind of goes back to um, that that newspaper. newspaper that outed all the people. Where was it at? Oh, that was in uh, uh, New Jersey. I yeah, think. they outed all the people and their home addresses, their that names con- and their addresses. actually had concealed carry. Right. And <laughs> it kind of goes back to that. I mean, you're, you're locating everybody that has firearms. And so it kind of goes back to a safety issue in that, um, say you have thieves, you know, um, somebody who's going to burglarize your home. I mean, they know which households are protected by a gun and which ones aren't, you know. Yeah, and it kind of puts everybody at risk on both sides of the coin here. There, there's a catch-22 there, and that's <clears throat> for those would-be criminals. Now they know if you want a firearm, which home to go to. But it also makes those people that don't have a firearm uh, much, much more susceptible it sure does. to having break-ins, to having that confrontation. I mean, it, you kind of... Uh, I don't, I don't think you're doing any good with this. But, you know, th- those people that don't have firearms that want to oust all these, um, like Jim said, um, concealed carry holders and people that just have a firearm for recreation, um, they want to oust these people. But if you flip that, they don't want to have their addresses just publicly known where they live. Like that newspaper you were talking about. Remember they went and printed the editor's home address, like what she made every single year? Uh-huh. And it forced her to take all these um, stats and statistics down of these homes and home addresses. She took that down as soon as her address was made public. Yeah, well, you would think that she would have been smart enough not to do it in the first place. But you like to point fingers at other people, but when it starts being pointed back at you, you get a totally different outlook. Well, you know what? Uh, This is all being set up by some group of people that want to take away all of your hunting privileges, all of your gun rights privileges, and so forth. So we have a state that in any state that protects us when they tell you they can't protect you. I think the current climate with in the wake of what has happened in the last few months, you know, with all of these um, uh, horrible accidents or tragedies, you know, has kind of created a climate where everybody thinks that it's okay and everybody's willing. Most people are just willing to give up their rights willy nilly without really even looking at them. And a lot of people um, haven't even touched a gun, have never even held one, have never even looked at one, and they automatically assume that it has a personality and a life of its own. They don't look at it like as an inanimate object. They just, you know, they think it can just fire willy-nilly at the, just holding it. And yeah, I think it has that, a brain somehow. Yeah, knows it does, and I think that there's a huge misconception about guns, period. Anyways, we, we got to get to break. Once again, we are going to continue after the break our discussion on the Second Amendment, firearms, concealed carry, all that good stuff with Mrs. Bunny. hey Mrs. Bunny, so cool. Anyway, Anyways, we want to say a special thank you to Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. Listen to some podcasts. It's good for you. Um, you'll lose weight. It's good medicine. Also, Ram Trucks, RamTrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com. Here's a quick word for Mark. We'll see you guys after the break. 
Outdoor Channel's Gun Facts. What would Joe do? A Washington State man who fired a shotgun in the air to chase away car prowlers says he was following the advice of Vice President Joe Biden. Jeffrey Barton of Vancouver pleaded not guilty in a Clark County court to a charge of illegally discharging a firearm. The 52-year-old fired the shot when he thought people were breaking into his vehicles. Outside of court, Barton told CBS affiliate KOIN, I did what Joe Biden told me to do. I went outside and fired my shotgun in the air. Priceless. So don't forget that all of our previous shows can be found at OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. And Jim and Trav will be back in a minute. Do you hear that? That's the sound of your next African safari with Kolobi Safaris. Experience Africa's sights and sounds mingled with true adventure of a big game hunt for the dangerous five or any number of plains game animals. If you've ever dreamed about Africa, then you need to book your trip of a lifetime with Daniel and Doria Dutoy, the purveyors of Kolobi Safaris. Hi, I'm Jim Ferguson. I did, and you should too. Look them up on the web at www. Dot K-O-L-O-B-E-S-A-F-A-R-I-S dot C-O dot C-A or call them at 011-83-280-7643. You're here for one purpose. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. We hope you'll make this a weekly visit. Now, now here are the boys. Hey, we're back. Our next topic is one of the things that uh, Trav and I like to talk about at end. At end, Stevie at end. Wonder. Yeah, that's the how. End. How is this guy even <laughs> relevant? I mean, seriously, like, does anybody listen to Stevie well, Wonder? He just fires blindly on these things. Oh, I wonder if anybody listens to Stevie Wonder. Seriously, not even being, <laughs> and I not even being mean. I didn't realize he was still alive. I had no idea. Well, his career died a long time ago. <laughs> no, so Stevie Wonder, he says, "I'm boycotting Florida until they get rid of the stand your ground laws." In any state, I think there's what like twenty two. Yeah, he says he's gonna he's gonna boycott any state with similar legislation on the books. Hey, you're gonna find a it's gonna be tough to tour. Wait, I gotta tell you something that um, a great line from Tombstone, Curly Bill Brocher says, "Bye." Very talented man. I mean, yeah, no one can deny him of that. I mean, the guy's a musical genius. He um, loves harmonicas. He should stick to writing songs and performing music. <laughs> And not, I guess, uh, debating gun laws. You know, the, the funny thing is, is these laws aren't going to be repealed. And so you give it a couple of weeks, all this is going to wash over and he's going to be headlining some tour in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows he, that. He's singing at the Fountain Blue in Miami. You know, yeah. he probably screwed three quarters of his listening audience. They live in those 20 some states <laughs> that stand your ground actually exists. And I know he's upset and he has every right to be upset. I think if you're not upset over everything that has happened, you're just an idiot and you're inconsiderate, but there's a right way and a wrong way to go about trying to get things done. And, and this is just not, I think, a very smart move on his part. That's what I think. But I'm not a brilliant man. Well, he doesn't realize that when he boycotts Florida and say he was going to have a concert down there, all those people that set up that concert are not going to have a job now. He's hurting those people because he has a feeling... That he can't even shoot a gun anyhow. Oh, he could shoot it, but he couldn't hit what he was aiming at because he didn't know what he was aiming at. I'm just, Shotguns. I'm just really perplexed as like what he's trying to achieve. It's like, OMG, Stevie Wonder's not going to perform here until we repeal oh. this law. I mean, like Harry Reid and John Boehner are going to hear this on Capitol Hill. Oh my gosh, uh, we better do something. <laughs> we better do something. <laughs> we better subsidize Florida. Yeah. I'm more offended by the following he thinks he has. <laughs> you know? I mean, oh. 
200 million people are going <laughs> to follow suit with what he's doing. His last fan was Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Bunny thought he was dead. <laughs> okay. That's terrible. The man is cool. Anyways. No news today <laughs> to celebrate. <laughs> there is no tour and I'm screwed. All right. So let's talk about North Carolina. Here, This is some good news. What What was the deal? In North Carolina that happened. Well, well they so, stopped barbecuing. Yeah. That's sad. North, There's a bill in North Carolina to repeal sheriff-issued gun permits, and it's kind of drawing criticism. You know, there's kind of, it's a, it's a double-edged sword here. It's a bill that would repeal the state's permit system to buy handguns. Mm-hmm. And um, so basically, um, in North Carolina, if you want to get a handgun, you have to get a permit. The permit is good, good for, for five, five years, years. And the sheriff has to approve you. And so last month, the Senate amended and passed this bill on concealed carry weapons to include a provision that eliminates the state's entire purchase permit system. And so for decades, North Carolina has required would-be gunners to apply for a purchase permit from their local sheriff. And the sheriff looks over their um, their history, mental health, their mental health arrest records. And based on what he feels is okay or not, then he dishes out those permits on his own volition. You know what's crazy? In the past five years, I have had three kids. I gained 50 pounds, lost it, gained 60 back, <laughs> built a house, worked day in, day out, screwed up a bunch. I mean, in five years, you get Broke this permit. three horses. But no, you get this permit, though, and this is one of their arguments. You could get this, get thrown in jail for some petty crime, spend two years, now you're a felon. You could get out as long as this five-year permit is still active. You could go buy a firearm and they would be none the wiser of it. Right. That's a loophole in this whole system. Yeah, exactly. Except for the fact if the guy was caught with the weapon and he had a record and he knew that when he got it, he said, now, here's one of the things you can't do. You can't have a weapon. Right. But that's the problem. If they don't, you know, and they go and they're behind. I mean, you can be thrown in prison for 18 months, two years, whatever. It doesn't really matter. And then you can get out and you still have two or three years left on your permit. And you can still go and purchase a firearm. Yeah. But here, here's the thing. It goes back to the uh, the people who uh get guns illegally, and this would be gotten illegally if he did get this gun after he got out of jail and so forth. He doesn't care. Right. No, you know, he He's going to go ahead and do it. It's just like all those people out there, the, the gangbangers and whoever are all across the nation right now have guns illegally. They don't care. The only people that care are people like you and I. Yeah. Right. We care well, about the, the laws of the land, and we're willing to abide by them. They don't. So as far as North Carolina goes, rather than relying on the purchase permits in the, what would be the new system, instead of using these gun permits, they the bill calls for an NICS check when someone buys a gun at a licensed dealer and they would do the check, which um, that kind of puts North Carolina in line with almost every other state. I mean, that's how it works. I mean, when we go pick up a gun, we don't have to go and ask permission from the sheriff first. You know, you go and you fill out the paperwork and they run a background check. And if you're cleared, then you get your gun. So this would kind of just put North Carolina in line with it before the sheriff was kind of deciding who could and could not purchase guns. Now they're saying, you know, the sheriff should be able to have the right because he knows better than um, like a background check. I mean, they don't have all the information on there about their mental health and if they've been arrested with a weapon before and if they've, you know, they just think that the sheriff has some better judgment than the, the overall system. But, you know, I mean, what if you're, I mean, every town, city, the sheriff has a beef with somebody. Exactly. And that is going to interfere with his judgment on whether or not he sees this person fit of owning a firearm, you know? See, the and, police do not have to be impartial. No. Right. The courts have to be impartial. The Justice is blind. But at the same time. Uh, if the guy has a beef with you, you may not get a gun ever unless you move. This is what they want. They want us to rely on them and not to be self-sufficient. That's what it all boils down to. Anyways, uh, you guys want to say anything? But if they, uh, yeah, 
and they'll they're looking to uh, actually eliminate the National Geographic. <laughs> Why? Because it's a magazine. High capacity. Because they show pictures of flora and fauna. <laughs> you can't have that. There's too many flowers in your garden. <laughs> Those were two cousins that my cousin dated. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So uh, once again, you can check us out at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com uh, or email us radio at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. I want to say a special thanks once again to Outdoor Channel at OutdoorChannel.com forward slash revolution. Our podcasts are there. How about Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com and Ruger at Ruger.com and High Mountain Seasonings. That's H-I-M-T-N-Jerky.com. Close is coming up next. Stick around. We love you, boys and girls. God bless you. We'll see you in a minute. Outdoor Channel's Gun Facts. Where did it go? The empty shelves of ammunition at Walmarts, outdoor stores, and gun shops across the country is the result of high demand and market forces. According to the National Shooting Sports Foundation, which analyzed the grim situation, there's a get-it-while-you-can mentality that is driving the shortage, said Michael Bazinet of NSSF. All the ammunition makers are working their facilities 24-7 to meet an unprecedented consumer demand. Bazinet said, one is opening a new plant and another converted warehouse space to production imports are also higher than ever and it is consumer demand not government purchases behind the shortages we are now seeing so tell us your thought on gun control or whatever by emailing us at radio at outdoortrailsnetwork.com you're listening to the revolution with jim and trav there just seems to be some wrong things happening here are the boys Hey, we want to give a special thanks to all of our 420 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer Mark Paneri, Frank the Sound Guy, David Codria, and the ever-lovely Miss Bunny. Miss Bunny, she is lovely. Hey, we want to remind you guys and gals, though, uh, to get out and to write and call your local and state officials. Tell them what you think about the Second Amendment, how everything is going. But make sure you get outside this week and take some kids with you. Invite Jimmy along if you yeah, want. I'll go with you. Just uh, call me. God bless you guys. We love you. Your local news weather. It is coming up next. Stick around. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Peace out. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.